In this episode, we look at how to calm yourself down. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we're looking at how to calm yourself down when you're stressed out. Because when you're stressed out, anxious, angry, or in any other emotional state, it can be challenging to keep things in perspective. This can lead to you doing or saying things you regret, like that one time when you said something mean to your partner, even though you didn't actually mean it. In our day-to-day lives, this isn't a huge deal. Our partners forgive us, we move on, and we tell ourselves that we're going to do better next time. But then next time comes we find ourselves in the exact same emotional state and we act out before we even realize it. Now, I want to make something clear. This isn't something to be embarrassed about. We all do it. We all struggle with staying calm, rational, and keeping a cool head, especially when we're dealing with emotionally stressful situations. But just because we all struggle with it doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to do something about it. That's why in today's episode, I want to share two strategies to help you stay calm in tense situations. And as is the case with every episode of this podcast, my goal here is to convince you to actually try it, to try one of these strategies the next time you find yourself getting flustered. That's why after each strategy, I'm going to be sharing some of the science behind why it works and how you can use it the next time you need it. But Before we get into that, support for this episode comes from Bright Cellars. Bright Cellars is the wine subscription service that helps you find wines you love. Their goal is to make wine more accessible. So if you're new to wine, they can help you find the perfect place to start. And if you're experienced, they can challenge your taste buds and introduce you to some new things. Rachel and I sat down a few weeks ago and took their seven question quiz. It was honestly a fun activity to do together. And a few days later, there was a beautifully packaged box of six wines right on our doorstep. Each Bright Cellars box includes wine education cards that talk about the region of each wine, tasting notes, serving temperatures, food pairings, and so much more. We've gone through three bottles, I think, so far, and I've literally been so freaking happy with every single bottle. It's kind of mind-blowing. Not a single bottle has disappointed so far. So help support this podcast by supporting Bright Sellers. The best way to do that, start by taking their quick 30-second quiz. Head over to brightsellers.com slash tiny leaps and get started now. And Bright Sellers is actually doing something really cool. They've agreed to give you 50% off your first six-bottle order. That's 50% off your first six-bottle order. Go to brightsellers.com slash tiny leaps. That's brightsellers, spelled C-E-L-L-A-R-S, brightsellers.com slash tiny leaps. You can take their seven question quiz to get your wine matches and receive 50% off your first six bottle order. The first strategy we're going to look at is the power of taking a deep breath. 
One thing we need to start with when looking at this strategy is that there are two types of breathing, or at least two that are relevant to this topic. The first is shallow breathing. This is when you're breathing into your chest rather than your stomach or when you're cutting your breath off before you've actually completed it. The second is called deep breathing. This is when you are breathing into your stomach and letting the breath reach its peak before exhaling. Now, according to an article on the Harvard Health website, quote, shallow breathing limits the diaphragm's range of motion. The lowest part of the lungs doesn't get a full share of oxygenated air that can make you feel short of breath and anxious, end quote. Alternatively, quote, deep abdominal breathing encourages full oxygen exchange. That is the beneficial trade of incoming oxygen for outgoing carbon dioxide. Not surprisingly, it can slow the heartbeat and lower or stabilize blood pressure, end quote. The big takeaway here is this. Not only can focusing on your breath help improve feelings of anxiety and stress, poor breathing can actually sometimes be the cause of it. At the very least, when you're feeling anxious, you're likely also breathing poorly. So taking the time to slow down your breath can often be all you need to see a difference. So here's how to do it. The next time you feel anxious or stressed out, I want you to stop for a moment. Close your eyes if you're in a position to do so. Of course, if you're driving, please don't. And take a slow breath. Intake for eight seconds. Hold for two seconds then exhale for six seconds. Do this five times and then get back to your activity. This pattern is a type of breathing known as pranayama. The word pranayama comes from Sanskrit and loosely translates to, quote, control of breath. This holds an enormous amount of value when used in managing anxiety. First, the actual breathing as we just learned, can be massively beneficial to our bodies and our minds. And second, the control aspect can help reduce feelings of fear and anxiety. By taking charge of the things we can control, we give ourselves a sense of control over our larger situations. And finally, by having an awkward or staggered pattern of breathing, eight seconds in, two seconds hold, six seconds out, you give your mind something to focus on beyond the thing making you anxious. Because it's a weird pattern, you have to actively think about it to keep it up, which takes your mind off of whatever was bothering you. So the second strategy we're going to look at is how smiling can help reduce feelings of anxiety in a similar way to breathing. So similar to breathing, we're talking about a very specific kind of smiling. According to an article on Psychological Science, quote, the results of the study suggest that smiling may actually influence our physical state. Compared to participants who held neutral facial expressions, participants who were instructed to smile, and in particular, those with Duchenne smiles, had lower heart rate levels after recovery from the stressful activities, end quote. So while it seems that smiling in general can have valuable outcomes, this study found that Duchenne smiles specifically could lead to lower heart rate levels following stressful activities. So what exactly is a Duchenne smile? Here's how Healthline describes it. Quote, the Duchenne smile is an expression that signals true enjoyment. It occurs when the zygomaticus major muscle lifts the corners of your mouth at the same time the orbicularis oculi muscles lift your cheeks and crinkle your eyes at the corners, end quote. To translate, 
A Duchenne smile is basically just a real smile. Not the kind of smile you make for photos. It's the smile that ends up on your face when something happens and you don't even realize that you're smiling. So with that said, how do you use it? Well, we used to think that with smiling, you could just fake it till you make it. Unfortunately, scientists have confirmed that that isn't exactly the case. So faking a smile, while it may still have some benefits, isn't the best way to get the value that we're looking for. That's why rather than faking a smile here, I actually recommend that you actually smile. And the best way to do that is think of something that makes you happy enough to smile in the moment. So the best strategy here is to first identify a memory, something specific and small. Just thinking about a loved one isn't enough. You have to think of a specific moment with that person that made you happy. Oftentimes, the moments that make us happiest are those tiny little throwaway moments. It's your kids saying something unexpected while you're spending time together. It's the look on your mom's face when you took her out for dinner on her birthday. It's those very small moments that are easy to forget that usually lead to those uncontrollable smiles. Find those moments for yourself and keep them in your inventory. You want to be able to relive those moments when you need them most to help create a real smile when you need it, or at least get you as close as you can get. Now, this isn't going to always work, but when it does, you'll be able to tap into the power of a good smile in those moments when they can help the most. So those are the two strategies I want to recommend today. The first is to take a deep breath. I recommend a inhale for eight hold for two, exhale for six approach, or really you can do whatever pattern you want. The goal is to just make it sort of an awkward, weird pattern so that you have something to focus on and you can get the most out of it. And the second is to smile more often. And we want to make sure that these are real smiles or as close to real as possible. Faking it till you make it doesn't exactly work. So we need to tap into those memories to find a smile that can help us. So I encourage you to try one of these strategies the next time you find yourself anxious, stressed out, and dealing with more than you feel you can handle. If you're new to the podcast, be sure to click subscribe wherever you're tuning in today. Before we go, I want to encourage you to check out today's sponsor, Bright Sellers. They have honestly been the best wine experience I've had in a really long time. Me and Rachel were talking about it the other day, and it's just incredible how good the bottles are. So I encourage you to check them out. Head over to brightsellers.com slash tiny leaps and just take the seven question quiz. That's all you have to do at this point. Just try them out. Brightsellers.com slash tiny leaps or click the link in the description of this episode. I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day. 